I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're continuing to stand by to hear from President Joe Biden with an update following his meeting with the leaders from Germany, France, United Kingdom, Italy, and Poland relating to. Ukraine and Russia, and we will take that uh, take you to that at the moment the president specs steps to the podium. In the meantime, I want to go to a conversation uh, I had today with Todd Davis from uh, Franklin Covey, talking about some of the softer skills, some of those things that uh, don't always get measured perfectly within a degree or a sheepskin. Uh, and he had some fascinating insight into employees of today and what leaders need to do uh, to make sure they're looking for the right skill set and strengths in applicants for jobs. We're very pleased to have joining us on the show today, Todd Davis. He is Franklin Covey's chief people officer. He's a Wall Street Journal bestselling author of Get Better, 15 Proven Practices to Build Effective Relationships at Work. And also, Everyone Deserves a Great Manager, which I think is one we got to get into on another day. Uh, Todd has more than 30 years of experience in human resources, talent development, and executive recruiting. Todd, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So I wanted to start with uh, some some things that have been interesting in terms of trend. AEI recently pointed out uh, a shift to some of the skills-based hiring practices as opposed to just saying, you know, have this degree or you won't be considered. Uh, as you look at from your unique perspective, both as the chief people officer there at Franklin, but also seeing all of Franklin's uh, clients and customers around the world look at this, what what are you seeing in terms of trend as it relates to those hiring practices? Yeah, thanks for asking. This, uh, this, you know, we've always called a war on talent has always been there, but obviously, or or for most in the last year or so, has come up to a new, risen to a new level. And so it doesn't mean, at least what I've seen, it doesn't mean that okay, well, we're going to lower our lower the bar, lower expectations. But I think employers and hiring managers are realizing that they may have ruled out previously some exceptional talent when the need wasn't so urgent to get a position filled based on on someone perhaps lacking a particular degree or some particular kind of a certification. Now, don't get me wrong, those are still, you know, extremely important. Education is very important. But right now with the, the great challenge with just the workforce in general, we need to have people who can come in and with the skills that they bring, the talents that they bring, hit the ground running and, and help us keep our businesses and our organizations moving forward. And so I, what I'm seeing is just a more of awareness of what is it that we really need this role to do mm. versus um, when we had you know more time and could think through things. Okay, well, here's the list of criteria that we'd love this person to have, whether we use those skills or not. Yeah, and that's so important, again, especially in a, in a tight labor market uh, and uh, lots of holes to fill and people trying to keep up and, and keep companies moving forward. Uh, as people start to to do that and look more towards those specific skills in terms of the hiring process, uh, is that representing a challenge? I know there's there's sort of the old school approach to interviews and hiring. Are, are we seeing transformation there as well? 
I think so. I think you know, what comes to mind years before I was in this role, I used to work in the medical field and recruiting physicians and, and medical personnel. And while it's changed now, there was a time where highly skilled doctors would come out of their medical school and their residency. And there hadn't really been through all that training, uh, if you want to call it a bedside manner mm. course. Mm-hmm. And so we had a, a lot of physicians with challenges, with malpractice challenges, and there were interesting studies done that the malpractice rose much higher due to the physicians to her or his bedside manner versus whatever the actual situation was with, with the surgery or whatnot. And the reason I bring that up is I think more and more, it's always been important, but more and more organizations are looking for people who are flexible, who are adaptable, who are very self-aware. Many skills, not all skills can be quick learned, but most skills can be trained. But what Mm. is more difficult to train is becoming the person that people want to work with, (laughs) someone who who can adapt to this this ever-changing environment. And so I know in our organization and in in those of of my colleagues, we're still looking for the, the core competencies and the skills, but as important, if not more important, is just the kind of the character side of things. Mm. You know, is this someone who is self-aware, who can adapt to, is easy to work with, can work with multiple types of personalities, and, and can really just focus on getting things done. Uh, I think that's so important. And, and then as you as you look at bringing those people in, again, some of those crucial soft skills and some of those uh, bedside manner kind of skills, uh, talk to me for just a minute about um, this. It seems to me that we have a group that is like the forever learner group, and they seem to be really accelerating in today's marketplace versus those who maybe got the degree, but that was kind of the last learning they did. Uh, I've always said that from a degree, it, it's it's the discipline of learning how to learn, but more importantly, that love of learning that's really going to set you on the right path career-wise. Absolutely. I have uh, I have a great team that, that works with me, and, and one particular person I'm thinking of, this is their number one strength. They are in continual learning mode. They're able, I mean, they're doing, they're not you know, they're not planning, 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 they're not taking action, but they're always learning besides the degrees that they have. They're just learning new skills all the time. And of course, those people become invaluable because you can plug and play them anywhere. Mm. Um, and they have this natural curiosity. In every role that we hire at Franklin Covey, it's the number one thing we look for, whether it's a, a, what we call a client partner, a salesperson, whether it's someone in our creative services department. Even even a, a software engineer, we look for people who are naturally curious because, to your point, Boyd, people who are naturally curious have this hunger to be learning. Why do we do things that way? What would make this better? And so they're problem solvers because they're yeah. always learning. They're always coming to you know surfacing areas where we can improve, and then they come up with a solution on how to how to improve. Yeah, and then final question for you, Todd. Uh, looking at this, uh, the role of the managers and and the leaders in the organization. How does this kind of dynamic uh, change the way we need to be leading, uh, not just managing in our organizations? Well, leaders have always had a tough job. I think it's been tougher than ever because of the challenge. You know, with the, with the worldwide pandemic, with the workforce shortage. I think we often forget that leaders are people too. <laughs> they have they've been struggling with the same stresses yeah. and. and that everyone else is, and yet they're expected, and rightfully so, they're expected to be the, the parents. <laughs> they're expected to be those that say, okay, we're, gonna, we're gonna, going to get through this. And so I, I think, I know I'm not directly answering your question right now, but I think it's important for organizations to be mindful of the, just the, the human side of leaders. And then it's important for leaders to realize they have accepted or been put into and accepted this role. And so, yes, in fact, you are expected to take a more 
senior approach to things and a more long-term approach to things while dealing with all of the individual challenges that you're dealing with. So I think, I think leaders just need to pause and remember why they're in the leadership role and be forgiving of themselves for those times when they need to take a breath and, and, and think through things. I was on with one of our leaders this morning and in the particular role he's in, I said, you know, I'll call him Joe. I said, Joe, let's remember here, we're not saving babies. Now, Joe's not a doctor, so he's really not. <laughs> he's really not. <laughs> not saving babies, but our work is important, but it's okay. Let's slow down a little bit and let's think methodically how, how to work through this. And this was actually over a hire, a, a hire that he was mm-hmm. making and trying to find the perfect person. I think in more direct answer to your question, as leaders, we need to be a little more open-minded about, well, wait a minute, this person doesn't fit exactly what the job description was asking for, but look at the core competencies that she has or he has. And could they, with, with a little bit of coaching, actually be the, the right person we're looking for. So I think leaders, it would, it would do them well to be a little bit more open-minded. Sometimes we get so set in what criteria, what skill set a person has to have. And boy, a lot of skills and, and past experience are very transferable to other types of jobs. Yeah, I, uh, that's so vital learning that we, we do kind of expand that, get out of kind of the cookie cutter or the checklist and, and realize how many of those things do are transferable uh, and unique. And often that gives you someone who is really hungry uh, and who is very flexible, as you said, and very self-aware. Uh, great insight. Todd Davis is the Franklin Covey's chief people officer, also best-selling author, and I appreciate you joining us today. Some great insight as we look at some really interesting challenges and shifts in, in hiring and attracting, training, and retaining mm-hmm. top talent. Uh, great insight today. Todd, thanks for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. Step aside for one last commercial break. Stay with us. Much more to come, including the President of the United States, coming up on Inside Sources. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.